And welcome back to Richmond Tiger Talk. My name's Nick. And I'm Andy. And, and Nick- this, is, this is the second time we've tried to record this show, but unfortunately, the moment Andy started uh, talking about the game, he piped up in the background going, why did you have to bring it up? Yes, unfortunately, we, we have dedicated ourselves to do this podcast, so we, we do have to, to bring it up. And Nick, as... And he sat through the excruciating last quarter as I did and it reached its inevitable conclusion and we lost a yep. second game in a row, easily unexpected shots, which I oh, knew. Oh, by, by some considerable margin. And was it was it the fact that they, um, the uh, the only North Melbourne player to miss a sh- set shot was, was the former Richmond player uh, that gave it away or was it all the shots from the top of the goal square that we missed? Mm, indeed. But I did start to think it... it in this deep funk of depression. Whose fault is this? And Nick, I have a few probing questions that I, I just wanted to ask. Um, yep. And the first, the, just allow me to go through and just at the end, tell me whether you're guilty of any of these things. Have you ever burnt down a sacred forest? Have you ever raised the army of a dead? Have you summoned demons? Have you made, made flesh golems? Have you murdered prophets? Have you not invited a vengeful Greek god to your wedding? Have you destroyed any temples? Have you committed heresy? Because the only possible reason <laughs> I can think of this misery was the gods specifically torturing you and the rest of us are suffering. There was that thing with that consecrated land. I didn't think of it at the time, but yeah, that was a couple of weeks ago. Damn it. Oh, this is, I mean, this. Oh. no one... No, it is your worst nightmare as a game. I've actually got a further list of, of reasons why this game is was triggering for us as a podcast, but twice in a row, your worst nightmare as a game. It was pretty painful. Oh, it just... the. I think... I'm, I'm sure it's not the worst display of Richmond goal-kicking I've ever seen, but it's sort of the worst one that, that comes to mind. And when you combined the Keystone Cops at one end and... Uh, we, so, you know, Jack, Jack's a uh, a legend of the game. You know, guaranteed, guaranteed Hall of Famer, um, top twenty all time goal kicker, um, and uh, uh, he's never kicked more behinds in a game. And the uh, the he's kicked two goals, six. The only other time he kicked six behinds, he also kicked ten goals. Like, I, I I struggled. There's there's maybe a game against Fremantle in 2014 where he's um, almost lost uh, lost a game off his own uh, boot. And look, he's had he's missed shots in close games, but he's he's very rarely had such a, um, a, a so many shots for so little output. And a, and sort of nobody nobody does. It's it's a really unusual. Uh, situation and I'm like, God damn it. And what was your, you told me a stat offline about uh, Cumbies, Noah Cumberland's uh, oh, Fairfield versus so AFL you look, goalkeeper you look record. At, you look at the, um, I'm sorry, you got a whole string of messages from me, I think it was on Saturday night. So the, you look at the four players who had the most shots on goal, uh, Zerha, uh, Paul Curtis, Jack Rewalt and Noah Cumberland. So no, uh, Jack Jack Rewalt, you know, above average goal kicker in a in a very long AFL uh, 
career. Uh, Noah Cumberland, you know, very good uh, shot for goal uh, in the in the VFL this year. Um, Cameron Zerha, around average, maybe a bit, bit below average uh, as a as a goal kicker. And Paul Curtis has a career record worse than Jason Castagna. And and somehow out of the out of those four people um, having shots at goal, the two people with uh, much better track records couldn't hit the side of a barn. Oh, yeah. you know, Cumberland notwithstanding on a couple of shots, but and the North Melbourne guys couldn't miss. Like it, it just drove me nuts. We didn't, we didn't uh, play well. And actually, but, Nick, I just pulled up those those list of those list of texts, and they went over half an hour on a Sunday on Prime Sunday <laughs> night. <laughs> um, yeah. Time so so we know what was in your head and just uh, that stat was Cumberland has kicked twenty four eleven in the VFL yep. and five seven in the AFL. Yep, which which in in some ways is a really good achievement. I I looked it up and um uh, no no current uh, Richmond player has had more shots at goal in his first two games. The only uh, going back um uh, he had twice as many shots as goal as Richo in his first two games. Um. Uh, the only one I could find was Royce Hart, which is, and I sort of I knew where to, to look for Royce Hart, but you know, there's probably a few others in the course of the, the club's history. But yeah, it's a it's a very lively start to his career. Um, I, I can see the if we had aggregators already making the making the, the <laughs> Bleacher Sports headline that uh, um, Richmond Tiger Talk compares uh, Noah Cumberland to Royce Hart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, so the. I mean, you you could cut this a million ways, and I don't know what I don't know why I did this, but um, uh, and I stopped doing it because it was bad for bad for my soul. But um, so midway through the second quarter, I stopped the replay and I and I checked the expected scores there, and so North had kicked nine goals straight, and we'd kicked two goals ten, and guess which side had had better quality shots on goal? Yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was like we didn't play well. I mean, the um, yeah. I mean, we we, 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 we still have, we should have had a mediocre uh, win against a, a mediocre team. Um, that you know, and we'd you know we'd make some joke at the start of the show about never mentioning uh, the game again, and then we'd talk about Tyler Sonzi and uh, Noah Cumberland with a with a dash of uh, Ben Miller thrown in, and instead we have to regurgitate. You know what a uh, what a painful game, uh, Nick. Just since we're on the topic, but off goal kicking, and yeah, look, I, I think that is a point that look the. They are historically, on a percentage mm. uh, terms, they are historically team. beating. Yeah. So we, we should be doing better than beating them by whatever it was, 25 or 30 points and expected 30 points. shots. Yeah, yeah, depending which measure you but, used. But, but the, the better one's 30 points. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, so, yeah, well, that, that's... You know, we should be doing better than that anyway, so we should acknowledge that. But let me just make you another list of the things that are triggering about that game. Obviously, goal-kicking is number one, but just the specifically topics often discussed on this podcast. Number two, their their Ruckman won the game. Uh, Number three, Jake Arts played a key role and both as a sub and uh, in the key moments of the game. Number four, Callum Collin-Jones was starring late. And number five, just as a, a additional um, extra that you couldn't have been aware of, Nick, the North Melbourne 
um, home home game entertainment is appalling. They have the worst ground announcer that it sort of makes a big bash game seem understated and, and modest. And so, look, that was just a quick off the top of the list of incredibly triggering and annoying things about the game. So, yeah, it's safe to say uh, love of football was not the highest it's ever been um, <laughs> on, on uh, Saturday night. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't... I don't know. It was it was uniquely frustrating in in so many so many ways. Um, the team structure looked looked pretty funky, uh, to be honest. Um, okay, Nick. I think we need to cleanse ourselves of, of this negativity. <laughs> but I would just make the point that uh, my son's listening uh, to me record this and said that he quite liked the flickering lights on and off at the uh, at the. <laughs> At Marvel, and in fairness to him, uh, unlike um, one of the uh, other children we're with, he didn't need to be carried out of the the ground sobbing his eyes out. He was so distraught that we that uh, we lost. I must say, I did. I, I'm duty bound to hate Docklands and, and North Melbourne, and we we certainly mm. do. We've yeah. got long history. I did respect Presented the North Melbourne. With endorsement. Yeah, I do respect the fact that the North the North supporters who were there, um, they've suffered a lot to go through that moment. I did have a tiny bit of of happiness for them that they, they finally broke the drought. I just wish they'd done it against, uh, you know, Carlton or Collingwood, where I could have shared their joy with them. Yeah, with the with a few days to think about it, like, yeah, is this a is this a Port Adelaide um, in the wet over in Adelaide? game for them um yeah you know could be um and and the means mean so much more for them i just yeah i don't know i i just uh north north melbourne uh you know if it they do everything right as a as a club off the field you know they've um, well, you know, clearly the, the football administration needs some work, but I think we all, you know, they're debt, they're debt free. Um, they've got out of poker machines. Um, you know, St Kilda would wish to be um, half as well run as they are from a financial perspective. Um, yeah, it, it's still there's no end to to talking about North Melbourne as a challenge for the AFL, though. I think, which is unfortunate, but yeah, I think I think this this for them will be, um, yeah, a sort of night they they talk about for a while. But why did it have to be us? <laughs> no, exactly. Well, it's it's one of those nights where you can you might be able to convince your kids to come along to the football next year because they they went through that one. Of course, it was the opposite for us. All right, Nick, onto the football. Um, do you want? Do you want um, should we talk about the young kids first before? Before we, well, yeah, I mean, Sonsi's Son- the obvious one. What did you make of it? Oh, Cumber—I actually had Cumberland. Uh, first. Oh, okay, all right, um, okay. far away. Cumberland was the third fastest player on the ground, which oh, it, I know, I knew he was quick, but um, then I looked it up, um, and his draft camp testing of uh, was the third fastest of of any current. Uh, Richmond player playing on the night, so maybe maybe that wasn't too much of a surprise. But yeah, it's uh, eighteen pressure acts. So what, um, 
on the on the AFL metric, one of the, one of the better players on the ground for that measure. Um, did well for he, he was by the pressure points as well. He yeah, had in forties, which is you know for, is good for any small forward. It was about the level Rioli was registering. Yeah, well, he's a, he's a, he is a mid he is a mid forward. Like, and he's uh, you know gen, generates um, set shot for goal. Um, and and he's pretty good at set shots uh, for goal. Like, I, yeah, it's it's still. So, so sorry, he was actually second on the team. So, mm. and and the if you can combine that with t- taking taking a few big marks, like that, that's pretty useful. Pretty useful oh, football. Ex- extremely useful. Yeah, the and nine contested possessions overall. Yeah, and and kept kept contesting. Um, the you know the last the last quarter goal. Um, you know was wasn't just. Dist- Sheer effort and and persistence, which was yeah, it was great. Um, there, there's something, there's definitely something to work with there. There's he's also playing a a, a by definition inconsistent uh, position, and and yeah, he's not he's not a really big name uh, prospect, um, and he's not dominated. He's been good, but not great in the in the VFL for a while um, this year. So yeah, I think I think. Uh, notwithstanding, um, he's he's missed a few shots um, in games where we've just lost. Um, it's a really encouraging start to a career. No, I, I think with the very good proviso that it's a high variance, and maybe we've caught the upper end of it. I think that's well, he's he and, started, and it, and he's also in his third year, which um, helps. Yeah, yeah, which definitely helps. Um, but the the sort of the. the you know, especially with a forward, can his game translate to the AFL? Because his game's pretty good in the VFL. Um, mm. at, at the moment, I think it's fair to say it's gone as well as you could ever reasonably have expected. Yep. No, no, really encouraging. Um, Tyler Sonzi was pretty encouraging as well. Um, and had you know, you always ask, how does it? How does he look? When he steps up to the higher level, and well, you know there was there was a moment where he got shrugged aside by Joe Joe Simpkin in the in the first quarter where he thought, "Oh, that didn't look good," and he thought, and it was a it was a reminder that he's a he's a seventy three kilo uh, midfielder, but yeah, he he worked his way into the game, and yeah, the the balance uh, and the skill and I know you regard um, kicking on both sides as uh, layerizing, but yeah, he's a nice kick. It is a nice kick, and it's. I think, especially for mid, actually being a nice kick is is vastly overrated compared to the ability to find space to be able to kick. Because most AFL players kick mm. pretty well if they've got an acre of space, and he he just just has time now. I, I don't know quite how he did, but you know that moment where he he, he had time to look back, check where the umpire um, had called play on or not, and then continue on. I mean, it, uh, maybe it was just a fluke in the game, but he, he just seems to have a uh, the, the natural ability to find space um, in the midfield. So it, it was incredibly mm-hmm. promising. I mean, North first six um, goals did come through uh, clearances, so he was probably p- part of the coalition of, yeah. of, of, the, oh. of not getting it, it done there. But um, Yeah, he had four four clearances. He attended 13 centre bounces, which is 
um, which is a pretty high proportion. Uh, yeah, but uh, that, that's uh, a vote of confidence. Yeah, I think that's the right way to use him, though, because we're not strong in that area, and he is, and it is partly uh, that that of any position is a uh, or not not necessarily of every position, but it's very much a natural position. So I wasn't surprised with that, and I was pleased we did it. And yeah, it, it, I don't think he, he didn't disappoint at all. I mean, you know, we should tend to... It, it is some ways that, that first couple of games as a midfield, you often do show it out pretty well. Um, mm. You know, there's a history of people doing it well who then... Yeah, Jack, do. Jack Ross's first game, I think he had 25. Yeah, and... You know, we can go back to Dean Polo, but um, uh, there's heaps more. But I, I think there's a real prefer- the sort of, and I don't think either. I think I'm I'm more surprised by Cumberland showing up than Sonzi. Sonzi, so the sort of the elite, um, he has elite aspects in his game. Mm. It's just can he can he put it all together and put it on the other side of his game? And that's still to still to be shown. But he's he's certainly it 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 went it definitely went. I'd say that the W went well, and he will get another game, and I'm really pleased by it. So um, I think it yeah, probably. Yeah, I think I think that's you, you, the that's the right you, take. It, it it went as well as it it could have. You, you you can I mean Lord knows I we we could argue for hours about the selection, but um uh, and some of the some of the selection during the the year and especially this game, but I think this case Swansea's been handled pretty well, and his debut came at the right time. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, um. Ben Miller showed up um, in the running stats, both in the uh, top five for fastest players on the ground, but also top five for, for distance uh, covered and keep his first goal. Which is a lovely goal. It, it was, was a, such it was a good a goal. goal. I, I didn't actually realise no. it was him live till I watched the replay. I was no. like, oh, I was not expecting... You no. know, sometimes you can tell when a ball launches who, who kicked it. Yeah, that, that was... <laughs> That was a surprise. And ran from defensive 50 to, to kick it. Um, there were other moments that weren't so uh, life-affirming, but yeah, he he played well, generally, I thought. Yeah, so you think his defensive work was uh, up, to, up to snuff? Because, you know, a, a lot of people suggest he could play four because they were disappointed about in a few of his uh, acts. No, look, he... Yeah, there, there were some moments that weren't great, but... I thought he, I thought he held up pretty well generally. Um, yeah, he still, he still gets caught in the the wrong position uh, now and then. But yeah, I, I, I can, I can see why he's, he's getting a go uh, ahead of Gibgis. I mean, Gibgis having, he's had a had a few interruptions with. Um, I said it was illness, but not COVID. But uh, yeah, and then got subbed out with a shoulder. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I think if Demma had his time again, he wouldn't have kept picked Gibkus. No, I'm not. I'm sure well, if they uh, had their time yeah, again. Gibkus is backup rock. Eh. <laughs> yep, it's it turned out to be as bad as the idea as it sounds. Um, and he, he he was completely ineffective as a forward. So it, it was, it, yeah, such life the the variance of youth. Um. It, but the other thing, not just Gibkus, but also we kept Bolter forward, and he had a very almost a could have won oh, the game when he dropped that mark a, in front. He had a yeah, he had a, he had a two marks, which which he almost clunked, and then yeah, he he missed a shot from the top of the goal square. Yeah, it, it, he he did he had a moment um, uh, 
when he was rucking when uh, he dropped back into defence and killed the ball with a big punch. And I thought, oh, I kind of missed that, um, uh, him flinging himself at the ball in a super athletic way, which, which you sort of you can't do as a forward. But, um because you, you're trying to mark it, but uh, yeah, and it, it would it it's weird that um with Tarrant playing really well and Tarrant was fantastic. Um, yeah, good. Um, I agree. Uh, got coaches' votes. Cumberland got coaches' votes as well, which I which I liked. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Miller. Well, unfortunately, uh, with. Miller, Bolter, uh, Gibkiss, they, they all seem better, better suited to playing down back, which is unfortunate. Yeah, but not unexpected either. It's probably oh, part of yeah. why, why, why because with, with a couple of them, their athletic traits, if they were better suited to be forwards, they would have been higher picks. Um, well, they're all... Yeah. Well, look, Miller, Miller was a junior ruckman. Uh, Bolter was, was a ruck forward. And Gibkiss was a back. Um, so yeah, but it, but it is you know key forward, key forward's hard. So. Yeah, and like you know, considering the the heights and their profiles, if if they if they were gun for forwards, um, with all the natural interesting things, they they you know there would have been less ambiguity in their position. But yes, agree. But Bolt would be interesting. Like I'm sort of when you have so many almost moments, do you give him another chance? I because. Miller yeah. was well, Lynch. Lynch is that, and M- Miller. Miller has almost no track record of goal kicking in the the VFL. Um, no, no. And like, does it has he deserved? Has that whole setup deserved another chance? Well, well, you know, it could well be, but well, lastly, actually, just one thing I mentioned about that we completely changed our goal, game style. Uh, well, not completely, but we dropped two pressure forwards and didn't didn't replace them. Mm. Uh, last week, and they, they were the people who dropped, who blew opportunities, and then we managed to keep Arts as a sub, but we, we did sort of technically drop them, so we sort of dropped two and a half pressure forwards. So we completely changed that. I did chat to um, someone who's very into elite sport, because um, I said this to you offline, I thought that was, I didn't necessarily agree with that, because like as we discussed, we were very unlucky to lose against Gold Coast and then you completely throw out the game plan after an unlucky loss and they sort of made the point well you don't want to have the team embrace mediocrity which um, mm. it, you know made sense to me also sounds a bit like something like a uh, talkback uh, talk radio call in person would say that you know that sort of um, we've got to have uh, we can't embrace mediocrity after any loss but um, yeah like uh, I almost feel that same way to repeat it like I think the the like of the of the, the ideas that deserve another go, I I'm, I wouldn't mind um, if Ben Miller, um, the Ben Miller back bolter forward combination did get another go. I mean, there's there's about five, five or six ideas that I think you know I have strong views on that I wish Dimmer would stop giving another go, and he keeps doing it over and over again. But that one I don't mind. Yeah, and you're you're talking about um, you know Ben Ben Miller. Well, both Miller and Bolter are, are twenty-two years old. Like they're they're babies in in key position. Yeah, and and, and Tarrant, Tarrant is quite old. <laughs> yeah, Tarrant, Tarrant is quite old. Tarrant may well decide to retire. He's he's playing well, and I think he's had last two weeks has been his best two weeks of the season. But he's old. He may retire. Mm. Yeah. Liam Baker. 
quite a uh, well, actually Baker Baker and Rioli had their equal lowest disposals for the year. <sighs> yep, he's Baker's Baker's suffering a little bit. I don't know what it is, but he's, he hasn't been great two weeks in a row. Yeah, look, he he was he was playing really well. Um, yeah, he still he still had nineteen uh, disposals last week. It wasn't wasn't as good as the pre. He sort of had a block of about six weeks of of being really good. Um, but yeah, that was. Um, I think um, having him more deep forward rather than um, uh, half forward. Um, was a bit robbing Peter to pay to pay, pay Paul. Um, I think that put a lot of work uh, into into Rioli, um, uh, which is which is going to be the next challenge for him. And he struggled uh, to sort of find space and just give himself those opportunities to really uh, break open the play. And yeah, um, I thought. I thought Che uh, was also wasn't wasn't quite as as dynamic as he as he has been. I mean, the I mean, although when you look at his stats, the only thing that was was he had his average disposals. He just didn't kick any goals. Um, oh, look! I think which, I think you've been used to. I, I think you can have for, you can increase the strength of that comment. Like like last week, he was. Had oh, him, he was, like, he was uh, stunning. He, was, he yeah. was brilliant. And this week he was below average in AFL rating. So like the there's a now sort of that changes quickly if you, if three kicks go exactly to to the right spot. But you know there was a huge difference in the effectiveness of his play between this week and last week, and that's the nature of how he plays. But yeah, we, he was definitely on the on yeah. the uh, he, the low he end. Was, he was still our best clearance player, which is which is no joke for someone who also spent a fair bit of time playing deep forward. Um, yeah, I thought Nank had a uniquely frustrating game. Um, well, at, at, I, I, I just sort of implied I didn't like the fact that we picked him. I, uh, I'm not a medical expert, but it seemed very strange that we're playing a, a guy with such a sore PCL. But and then in the first half, he had three touches and sort of the uh, and there were some very strange things going. And I was watching like a hawk. <sighs> Well, well, the way he the way he, he rucks, he was, and particularly when he was rucking against Callum Coleman Jones, the the umpire um, was was calling absolutely any contact in the in the center uh, in the center bounce, which um, didn't help. He was doing something funny, like I I thought he was avoiding knee on knee contact, but to to his credit, he really he he got he got plenty of the ball round the, the ground mm. and while Goldie won the game, that wasn't all on Nank. The you know, the tap to the even the tap to the boundary line he should have done a better job, but that's also partly defensive mm. manning up and that the goal wasn't 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 his fault. And he did he as I said, he did plenty round the ground, so he sort of did the Nank thing where he there was plenty of counter punching. Well but, and um, he had he had more hit outs than North's two specialist rucks combined. Um and we did the the clearance. The overall clearance data was not was actually fine. At what point do you do we start a conversation is about Samson Ryan? I, I don't think 
were there yet, but if, if this sort of keeps up, where he's he's not he's not quite the Nank we know, like especially in the first half, those three disposals. I mean, that's weird for Nank. Yeah, taking a step back, he's had twenty disposals, thirty six hitouts, and five clearances, and seven inside fifties. Um, if that's what, yeah, then that's a well above average game for him. No, no, like, well, it's not. There's a point where you've got to look at it in totality of what what they they both did. I mean, Goldstein was the second best on ground, but yeah, like I do. I'm I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying we're at that point, but you know that that was weird of having three touches at half time, and I did wonder whether he got a shot um, in in the locker room. Uh, at half time, but yeah, like I wouldn't. It, it would have been a massive call to not play him against Goldie. But it, it, look, I'm just saying that the issue. I, I'm watching the issue. I don't, I don't think. I'm not, I'm not certain Goldie beat him. Like, um, um, I think if the, um, by the advance ratings he did. Quite, yeah, quite, but quite on, badly. only only because Nank gave away so many free kicks. Look, Which... Goldie was also the sort of the equal top rated player. Yeah, but part part of that is um, he had winning contested ball from the. But that weren't you saying a lot of them? Oh, look, I, I think we're going around in circles yeah, here. He had he had tap outs that because our def- because we weren't manning up our, um, in our forward line that people kicked goals from, so they count as goal assists. Like you know, Nanks Nanks won um, two thirds of the contests where they've gone against each other. So yeah. Uh, it, He's he's far from cooked. He, he, you know, he's not himself physically, but he ground his way through that game, um, in a in a pretty productive way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, I think if if he was to get it get a rest this week, I, I wouldn't be against it necessarily. But I, I think that's a good nuanced discussion on 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 the nank on the nank issue. Anyone else that you wanted to highlight? I. I, I, I think suffice to say that I I despise Arts playing as a sub under any conditions, and it it, it fulfilled my worst uh, low expectations uh, yeah. in, in in practice. Um, but is I, I don't I don't think there's a point. This needs to be um, no. dunking on Jake Arts is hardly necessary since every other Richmond supporter has done it. But um, it's I don't blame Jake. I blame the coach. But is there anyone else that you wanted to talk about? No. Look, it it was a, a few. It was, a few uh, our wingers didn't have such good games, but maybe that was no, part of the ground. That that, that was that was uh, uh, frustrating uh, as well. Um, look, uh, you know, Vlosten Vlosten comes back into the team, and it's, it's so seamless. Um, you almost, you know, almost wish he didn't get rubbed out for dumb stuff <laughs> in the first place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, look, Cochin played really well. Um, yeah, no, he was he was very solid. Uh, um, you know, we we probably need a better first first mid, but that, I think Cochin was very as good as you can reasonably expect at his age, um, and and his general level of output the last couple of years. I thought he came back very strongly. Yeah, and and you know that that you know. Uh, as a as an example of uh, what 
uh, Tyler Sonsi can learn from him because you know there, there are certainly some similarities in young young Trent Cochin is is also a very well balanced sea ball get ball midfielder. Um, you know, um, I mean Cochin uh, was was always sort of the the anointed the anointed star, but you know Son. Sonzi was pretty hyped at stages of his junior career, but yeah, the the learning learning from the transition that Cochin's had in playing both ways—that's it. That Sonzi can learn from that. Yeah, um, and, and the, the well, I think there's probably a lot Trent Cochin does that Sonzi could learn from uh, in, 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 in many in, well, in many ways. Well, yes, there is that. Exactly. <laughs> Except perhaps in, uh, oh, well, I guess, I guess Cochin's uh, um, uh, sort of um, persona, public persona, has done him a lot of favours too. So you can learn from that as well, even though it's not particularly interesting to watch. He'll <laughs> um, never have to pay for a, um, a day spa or a moving, a removal or something. A removal or something. <laughs> <laughs> Move a lot. <laughs> All right, now, moving on. Um, look, uh, that's a very frustrating game, excruciating to watch. Um, I, I'm, I'm, just so ready for us to, and because the problem is the goal kicking. There's no they're random events goal kicking. So there's no just because you've had two. It's it's like a roulette wheel. Just because it's come up like ten times in a row doesn't mean it's not going to come up like eleventh next week. So that's I just uh, no, I, I need but, to I, no need the, to... the correct way of thinking it is that you know that uh, good good players with long track records of kicking goals are more likely to go back to kicking goals than. Uh, missing almost all their shots, so you true. Know, I just, I, you know, I just the, let my the monkey. Fo- I, the monkey's paw doesn't always curl. <laughs> no, but on the other hand, there's no, there's no. Just because you've it, it's gone badly the last two weeks doesn't mean you you do for a good one. So I just, I, I need some faith reassured um, that it doesn't become in, in, in some sort of confidence endemic thing. So yeah, uh, next week or Friday night will be painful for that as well. Yeah. There is, if it's reassuring, there's there's just not much track record of people go through hot and cold streaks um, with goal kicking, but it, it's actually unusual as a you know as a team. Like the more the more shots you have, it just averages out after a while. Um, and so yeah, you can have a couple of bad weeks, but you're you're more likely just to go back to to being. Being the way that you that you normally are, and having some variation around that, rather than oh my god, we're never going to kick a goal again. It does make it like it will be in the coach's head when they when they, the when the hand goes above the George Castagna um, <laughs> plate. Yeah. Of, which is was a, which is my way of transitioning to the VFL. I think we spent far too long on that on abomination. Um, uh, Nick, I can't tell you how excited I was when I saw the first two names on the disposal sheet were Matt Parker and um, Lucky Street, but good win. Yeah, look, it. Uh, the, this was one of those times when um, uh, having uh, a few players uh, come up from from the VFL actually uh, robs them of some some of their better, uh, better players. So Samson Samson Ryan. Uh, was held out for the game in case in case Nink 
wasn't wasn't fit. Um, uh, Cumberland's uh, been uh, the one of the leading goal kickers uh, for the team. So yeah, Sonsi one of the leading mids. So uh, the the team I think the the team did miss them, but uh, sort of on on the encouraging side, um, Tom Tom Brown took took the confidence from his massive hanger uh in and uh played really well had uh 26 uh disposals down back which is i think i think a lot of people it, it's easy to see the the athleticism that he that he plays with and uh the you know it's it's putting together um that athleticism with getting to the right spot over and over again uh making himself dangerous uh with the ball and then backing up with defensive efforts. So yeah, it's just putting putting the pieces together and yeah, good good signs for that. Um I, I like your theory of uh hanger led um confident uh <laughs> form improvement. Um by the way, Nick, just before I forget, since it's probably the last time we'll mention him in the podcast, uh shocking omission by us not to mention that um on on the Tyler Swansea uh, first game video, um, we learned that uh, his nickname in the club is Sizzle, which is just a fantastic <laughs> nickname, and uh, well, it yeah, should be used more in this podcast. <laughs> yep. Moving on. Um, Sam Banks uh, played well uh, as well. Um, 20 disposals, uh, mostly playing on a wing, I think. Um, kicked a nice goal. Yeah, the... Uh, the the kids are going okay. The consistency is a a problem, but uh, Banks Banks has been uh, emergency before, so yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised to to see him uh, get a game at at some stage. The um Riley Collie Dawkins uh, played well uh, as well. Kicked a kicked a nice goal. Um, Jason Castagna kicked. Had twenty four disposals, mostly as a midfielder, um, uh, without any goals. I think he, I think I read he had seven clearances. So, yeah, I, I almost don't know what to make of that. Yeah, I had to only one shot on goal. Um, <laughs> um, for those wondering, yeah, it's 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 hard to know hard to know what what the club will do with it, and I, I don't know. Like, actually, I. I, I wouldn't mind Castagna as um, a sub at all. I think his athletic attributes would uh, probably probably yeah. better suited to it. But then, but then he's coming on, and have, would you have felt any better if it was him taking the mark forty meters out inside the last minute? Actually, I would have felt a lot. And if he was going to do a dumb play on, uh, he at least has athleticism to get round the corner. By the way, just on that mark. He could see the bloke that was there, like it was in his line of sight, and he still played on. Do you know? You know, like he he understood, he thought he'd been his man, but the guy who caught him was in his line of sight. Like he, anyway, um, um, sorry, uh, I digress. Um, uh, um, Rioli, Rioli didn't have a, a, a great game in the VFL, um, and I was slightly look, not slightly, I'm quite disappointed by Dow's seemingly unable to find it or back up after his VFL game. But Judson was was semi productive with sixteen, which mm. I was reading kick any goals. At least he's finding yeah, four, it, and four tackles as well. That's that's good for yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. So um, look, and and Biggie rucked a bit. So 
Yeah, interesting. But I think the the Tom Brown and um, uh, was a big story of the day. But yeah, we'll look forward to Matt Parker um, playing next week. Well, he's he, he has had a couple of good games in a row. He's he's transitioning. He's played a played a bit more off off half back. Um, give give the team a a bit of run. Um, yeah, oh, fans will love his disposal off the half back line. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm being, being too dark. What, what, what were you going to say? Oh, look, um, he, yeah, uh, I, I think, uh, it just, it, while you gather your thoughts, I, I think, I, I said it straight before, slightly dismissively, but he is a really good player. And He's straight, a really good player at the, yeah, the, really, the, the, the VFL, and I think in other, um, in other eras, um, you know. He would have got 10 senior games. Yeah. Yeah, and look, in a bad team that wasn't making the eight, look, you can see you can see see how he he deserves to play league footy. Like, he, he's, yeah. he has aspects of his game that looks um, very like an AFL player. So, but very admirable. I know. And, and, look, he's and, a... And, and, and clearly a good captain. Yeah, and look, physically, he's around the same size as sort of... Key position players of of thirty years ago, the you know the sort of the Brian Brian Lee's. I, I actually saw the uh, Fitzroy ones uh, play a game on last Saturday uh, at Brunswick Street Oval, and I met a bloke who um, in, it was interesting being there. Uh, as I look at my son mm. um, dancing, wearing his Fitzroy Lions cap, he had a good time <laughs> too. Um, but I met a bloke who played first ruck for Fitzroy, and he oh. was five foot eleven when he played. Wow! Yeah, yeah so it, it was a different time. I also met the bloke who took the Brisbane Lions to to court to to make them wear the they had the some Fitzroy logo thing that they have to yeah, do. Yeah. So, there, there was a lot of people watching the Fitzroy ones who have who had <laughs> played some role in in, in the deep, sort of deep it, emotional it, story. <laughs> yes, in the the sort of in the in the long the, the long Fitzroy saga, but you know they're a good. You can buy a hand knitted um, Fitzroy uh, beanie for twenty dollars, so that, that that was very endearing. <laughs> endearing. Anyway, Nick, I, that, I, that was a long digression. But uh, was there anything else about the VFL you wanted to say before we move no, on? No, no, it is the. It, I, th- I think we are heading heading towards the dog days of the season. <laughs> Um, well, we can still rescue it. I must admit that the last two games have been so painful to watch. It sort of was killing my love of football. And then I pictured, um, you know, it would be the Richmond Tiger took bowl if we could take on Collingwood, who have on the other end of all, all the good, uh-huh. the good luck variants, and then to, ironically to beat them in a final. Um, that that would be the, the sort of the ultimate <laughs> Richmond Tiger talk vindication. <laughs> the kick after the, after the siren. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, that thought brought me back to um to my Jake Hart's. Uh, uh, but that that thought brought me back to to life a little bit. Fremantle, yeah. So this, thoughts. This is, I think the the contrast between uh, the how Richmond supporters are feeling about this game. Uh, and how we <laughs> feel about the game being at Marvel and the the betting line, um, which is essentially even, um, feels pretty incongruous. Yeah, well, probably felt slightly better um, 
before Lynch and, and Dusty were ruled out. We were, we were actually favourites. But yeah, there's a definitely... Yeah, it, it, if you only follow Richmond and had to suffer through, emotionally suffer through those last two games and can't just rationally dismiss them... Because the, the, the good bookmakers, they use a, they use a power ranking that takes mm. a lot of stats into, into account and by those measures it shows that, oh yeah, Richmond's still a sort of top eight-ish team we're yeah. playing in Melbourne. So it all makes sense to them. But of course, to a Richmond supporter who suffered those through... Those suffering bomb, through it. Yeah, yeah it, it's complete, completely it's different it's experience. It's that life is different than on a spreadsheet. So yes, I, I could see both perspectives. But yeah, I think yeah. I think it's, it's an observation well made. Mm. The... And the the irony of us uh, playing against uh, Fremantle uh, at at Marvel when they've played there twice as often as we have uh, this season, because um, everyone, almost everyone, has their their home games in Melbourne against Fremantle uh, at at Marvel. So yeah, and they're a good team. They're in a twelve. 12- Twelve and five with a percentage of one hundred and twenty. Yeah, I, I, I am honestly jealous of sort of the 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 crop of uh, early early twenty something uh, talent they've got. Right. Um, Andrew Brayshaw, Caleb Strong. Uh, they've resuscitated uh, Will Rody from from the Suns. Um, we. We've said it before. We would love Sean Darcy if, if he was a Richmond player. Um, the uh, Hayden Youngs uh, and Heath Chapman uh, down back um, have been really good. Um, uh, you know, really, really emerged uh, this year. Um, yeah, they're they're a good. They're very good um, contested. Uh, uh, team, uh, they win a lot of clearances. They don't. The, they've got the second stingiest uh, defence. Um, if there's a if there's a weakness, you know, for all for all the uh, the young talent, none of those none of those are really forwards. Um, Rory Lobbs uh, and Matt Cabanar are their are their top two marking. Uh, Forwards, I mean, no. and Lobs having a good season. Lobs having a good season, but yeah. as good as a season as you could possibly imagine <laughs> for Rory Lobb. Yeah, but he's not. He's not frightening. Um, and and yeah, they're uh, they're eleventh in total points scored. So yeah, they don't they don't blow teams away very much. It's it's more a, a more grind them uh, down. So yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's going to be a close game, and we're going to lose in heartbreaking fashion <laughs> at Marvel Stadium, like a combination at Marvel all, Stadium, all, yeah, all, 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 all of our favourite things. Yeah, uh, I, I just I, I need redemption. I I just w- w- want to watch like missing goals. It's it sort of it's it, it's because no one wants to miss them. You know, it's it's not mm. like sometimes in the when we've been playing terrible football and we can't score. You know, when you're generating shots on goal. Like you can't sort of complain too much about what it's like aesthetically, but it's just so painful to watch the last two weeks. So I, I just need a redemption. Yeah. I, I need, I need a, I need a Richmond palate cleanser. It it is extraordinary that um, you know uh, 
we we think of uh, our older players, and you know, we've got three thirty-three year olds, and you know, venerable uh, venerable uh, veterans uh, of the game, and and yet. Like Robbie Tarrant's four years younger than David Mundy, and David Mundy's still productive. Yeah, no, that is amazing. Speaking, um, look, speaking of past traumas, um, and sort of slightly ironic because uh, Fremantle is, is is a club, well, not ironic, but against stereotypes that Fremantle is actually extremely healthy at the moment, far more healthy than mm. we are. So you know, we, we are still missing. Um, to quote you from last week, we are still missing the top two players in our salary cap, and uh, mm. along with Prestia, clearly by metric of importance, um, yeah, or, or, or but, talent, or va- value is um, or goal, goal kicking. <laughs> yeah, like well, that's that is true too. Like you know, do, do we lose with Dusty and Lynch? You know, you've got when you've got Lynching, you can kick straight, or you can kick to the to the mm. hot spot. You're not going into the pockets as much. Like Dusty, we're really struggling that that long outlet kick down the line, which is so important to our our game because we like to dump it in and and defend forward. Um, that's harder with Jack because Jack struggles to make the contest that Lynch that Lynch well, halves Jack, um, systemically. Jack's a, Jack's 193 uh, centimeters in. Yeah, I mean Lynch is one of the best in the AFL at it. Like that is part of why yeah. he gets paid more than a million dollars a year. Um and you know, it's so yeah, it's it's just it's a big loss when he's not playing. Yeah. So are you feeling confident <laughs> at all? Of course not. No, not at all. Are you are, are you <laughs> we're doomed. No, no, we're never gonna win again. I, I, I can't I can't beat the game for family reasons. I'm like I I'm going to struggle to watch it live. No, I'm just emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Nick. I'm Andy. <laughs> it starts with a vision. If we're not locked into that, might as well pack up and go home. You're talking about three flags by 2020. Fitzroy has played in my files with you guys. And after 13 straight losses, the Tigers are no longer toothless. Their first win for 2010. Carl Hunt. Look at Jeffrey. West on to kick a goal from here. He does. What a start. Can he just slow it? He's gone. One free kick, surely. In the final home of the way game of the season, obliterating the Tigers by 113 points. First preliminary final in 16 long years, and they have done it. They've won. The Tigers are into the prelim. Tigers.